Hello and welcome to episode 13 of He's Hit the Bar and I'm joined tonight by JK Corf and Nicholas. How are we doing boys? Good evening. Evening. Hello. All okay? All have a beverage this evening? What are we enjoying? Anything fancy? I've got myself a Estrella Galatea. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I've gone for a rogue pineapple and mango five points duper IPA. Ooh. Oh, nice. Rogue indeed. Nice. I've got a, I've got a Walter San Miguel. Oh, oh nice. There we go. There's old Walter. Uh, <laughs> okay. I've gone boring. I've just got a little cause light this evening. Oh, nice. Looking after the way post mm. <laughs> Yeah, you know me well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Number one priority there. Post tuna salad. Have a nice little cause light. Keep things real. Um, well, we better start the show, not Premier League, but just a quick word on to Wickham last night. Um, for the first time in their history, they'll be competing in the Championship next season. So a quick... Chairboy, uh, Gareth Ainsworth and the boys last night, and um, Akin Fenway still came on and played his part. And it does show, I think they were showing they were 23rd, pretty much ranked for everything this season. So it shows that um, passing out from the back doesn't always get you success um but uh, moving on from there this week's pod will um first of all unfortunately be looking back at the north london derby but i do Ooh, have yeah. a positive for arsenal coming out of that so we'll enjoy that um united slipping up in fergie time uh city getting away with murder and their ban being overturned. Um, the relegation picture looks to be clearing up a tad a little update on our fantasy league going into this week's fixtures We'll actually look ahead to this weekend's fixtures as well, including the FA Cup semis. And looking even further ahead, we've got the Champions League and Europa League uh, fixtures in August to have a look at after the draws were made this week. And then we can squeeze in another five-a-side Premier League team. Let's start with North London derby. Corf, um just get your gloating out of the way nice and early, to be honest. But um, we know it was pretty much gift-wrapped for you. Gift-wrapped? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. Mourinho masterclass, maybe. Explain. Um, no, to be honest, I think the game, um, in all fairness, was, it was a fairly balanced game, I think. I mean, in terms of key chances, nothing much between the teams. Um, Spurs actually did have more shots on goal and on target. I'd say chances um, you created definitely Spurs because I, I, I mean I came out thinking I really feel for Martinez in that game because he was superb. Yeah, I thought he did well. I think he looks like he could give um, Leno a bit of a run for his money in in that goalkeeper position. To be fair, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean Arsenal dominated possession, but yeah, like I said, I think Spurs most of the time looked you know fairly comfortable at the back. And I think again that's a bit of um, Something that Mourinho's just definitely been working on with that that defence, and it it seemed to work in that yeah. game, which is obviously huge for us. I'll quickly jump in. I think it definitely sums up Arsenal missing a number ten. Only if you had a informed Meza Özil, um, it would be great. Um, but he's still got a sore back, so um, we won't be seeing him. I don't think in Arsenal shirt again. Um, we seem to control the ball. Um, it was all. You know, quite comfortable position. But if you haven't got the cutting edge, then it's 
you're relying on stuff like Lacazette's goal to get you out of the game, really. Um, personally, I think the draw probably would have been a fair result. Um, but if you make defensive errors like we do, then you're going to give give games away. Uh, Nick, what, what did you make of it? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think a draw, it felt like a draw would have been fair, but to, to be honest, like Spurs took the chances and it's what you've got to do in those big games. We just, I, I think, as Corf said, we created a couple of things, but nothing hugely clear-cut. No. That goal was awesome. Um, but like, you know, when nobody's picking the locks, how are we going to get through a Jose defence that's working well like that? Yeah, and a non-biased opinion, JK, if that's possible. Yeah, I think, like you boys have touched on, draw would have been a fair result. And I think just as we've kind of been saying over the last few pods, it is kind of almost a mid-table clash now and the quality just isn't Whoa. there, maybe bar some of the goals. <laughs> so, yeah, neither uh, team, I don't think either team really were... I don't know. Neither team really could have won that. I thought a draw would have been a fair result, if I'm honest. But yeah, you know, it, it wasn't a classic, Jose. was it? No, it wasn't a classic North London derby, and it's no. just because of the behind closed doors. I think. That yeah, kind of agree. Yeah. Atmosphere I think. I think a mixture of that, and also there is a serious uh, lack of world class players in both sides. That that's where we are at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean my quick positive my, I'll, I'll get the last word on this one. My my positive coming out of it was long term future and if we give our to the funds or he basically gets rid of the players that he needs to get to. As an Arsenal fan, I've got to say I'm quite I'm looking forward to the next few seasons actually. And I do think long term if we're looking Arsenal v Spurs, I would rather be an Arsenal fan two to three seasons ahead than Spurs because I can't see a long-term plan with Mourinho. But that's looking further ahead, obviously disappointed with the result. That's, but, um, that's just wishful thinking, really, for you, on your part. Yeah, I'm, I'm wishful thinking. <laughs> I, I do think he's, he's going to get the support and I do think he's got a better base of players there and future players than Reno has with Spurs. Yeah, I mean, my my, uh, I think, I think maybe you, Arsenal, you... It's, it's players will. You know, I think you're not going to hold on to Bamiang or Lacazette, um, and it's then the squad after that doesn't look that great. Yeah, you've got some youngsters coming through, but they still, they're they're not up to a standard of, of plenty of other youngsters around the league. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could be right, but there's there's plenty of other. I think Saka has come in and done superbly well for a few games. Yeah, looks quite good. Um, I'd probably give him. I'd say more like half a season, but okay, I agree to disagree. But we shall we shall come back to this. I'm sure the next North London derby yeah. will be um, <laughs> nervous going into it. And to be fair, it was the first time in a while. That I've actually been quite confident going to the uh, North London Derby, and it served me right. So, um, moving on from there, um, JK, your yeah. lot, um, yeah, sloppy, very sloppy. Yeah, do you know, I, I think I think did I read this like the seventh time that we failed to win after Chelsea has slipped up or something across the season? So, yeah, it, it shouldn't come as a huge surprise. But do you know what? I actually thought Southampton played really well. I think they're one of the few sides since lockdown that's really. I'm not taking it to us, but you know what I mean, tried to attack us. And they mm. were worth, you know, well, dare I say, they were almost worth all three points. But I thought credit to them, we just should have held on and we didn't. So, 
For yeah. me, the player that seems to, again, he fleets in and out of form, uh, Nathan Redmond. Yeah, I, th- I didn't think he was that great. And I thought we just put too much attention on Danny Ings, if I'm honest. I think we could, we kept Danny Ings completely out of the game and forgot about everybody else. Mm. Strange. But um, I was quite impressed well, that- with um, Walker Peters and, you know, yeah. sort of the way they played out from the back. And there were two two average defences against two half-decent attacks. So, yeah, 2-2 two, two fair result. Can't complain. Yeah, and obviously looking at the positives, um, I'll come back to Nick. I mean, looking at Greenwood, um, I think it's 16 goals now this season and he's sort of getting comparisons with Rooney and Best, etc. because I think they're teenagers that have scored quite a few goals in seasons with United. Are the comparisons fair or should he just, it's the classic, ignore them and just keep your head down? Yeah, I think it's... I mean, don't get me wrong, he looks like a quality player and his goals speak for themselves, but it's one of those that it's a bit too early, maybe. You know, he's not the finished article by a long way and he's got a long way to go ahead of him in his career and we'll just wait and see. I I think making comparisons like that, it's just too early. Yeah, I think it's um, he really has come on the scene hard and fast, I think is the, the way to put it. Um, Corf, you must have had a happy wife last night. What did she make of it? I did, yeah. Was, I, I agree with Johnny. I think the game was fairly even, to be honest. I think Southampton really were you know, in control of that game for, well, what, first 25 minutes or so, mm. half an hour. Um, and just on the Greenwood thing, I think it, last night, I think, yeah, he was quiet, but I think you've got to look at other players as well last night. I mean, Fernandez was pretty non-existent. I mean, I know he's been fantastic mm. every game since he started, but... You know, it just shows if United haven't got him playing like he has been, um, there's not a lot else in that midfield that's going to do anything. Um, but yeah, Southampton were brilliant. I think United didn't really cause them much trouble. That front four of the United didn't really do yeah too much to them, really. Obviously, a bit no. lucky with the goal. As well. And obviously, Pogba made a bit of a mistake. Um, I just think it just seemed... I spoke to JK yesterday. It just seemed a bit complacent more than anything else I think it was they went they basically they turned around the 1-0 very quickly and they should have really pushed on at 2-1 to make it 3-1 and then your game's over um, it sort of just seemed like they just sat on 2-1 and didn't finish the game off basically yeah yeah, I, it's happened a lot of, like a coffee game I was, yeah, was going to say that, that um, kind of Pogba situation that's happened quite a lot in, a, in quite a few games post lockdown mm. and I think it's because of the fans like I think I think Again, because it's behind closed doors, the players are a bit more complacent. I mean, I'm not just picking out because it's North London derby, but it was obviously this weekend, like David Luiz, you know, similar kind of thing. Like the balls, he looks in control of that ball at first and then out of nowhere, you know, sun's on his back and then goal comes from it. And I think it happened last weekend as well mm. to a few players. Um, it is complacency, yeah. Some of these players just aren't really yeah, performing as they yeah. should be. Yeah, I was just going to say, I listened to something that Berbatov was talking about earlier and he was saying that um, complacency might be slightly the wrong word and actually just the concentration isn't there at the highest level without the yeah. fans. It's yeah. almost that last couple of minutes in the game is so important and if the fans are on edge, you're a little bit more on edge and a bit more aware. There's so many late goals that it's, um, yeah, concentration. And I think these. to be fair, when you give away, um, especially if you've sort of given away a corner, you suddenly mm-hmm. do get a jack from the fans to really switch on yeah. again. Yeah. It was just... It was just a sloppy near post. A decent uh, delivery. Was it um, Was it War Prowse or was it a lefty going in there? I'm not sure. But War Prowse has been quite impressive. Um, 
since again the the restart. Um, other side of Manchester, Corf, um City. I mean, yeah, financial fair play never really made. Too, I mean, it made sense the idea, but how they got to how they got to where they are with it and City getting away with it is it just is there any point in it really it doesn't I mean I'm no expert on it but yeah I mean it doesn't really seem like there's any any point on it I mean the big clubs I don't think whatever whatever you do the big clubs are always going to be you know with that big investment are always going to be those clubs you know and and always going to spend more money than other teams Um, and I mean I don't I don't overly understand the fine. Surely, if you've done something wrong, then um, sorry, you haven't, haven't done anything wrong. Then where's the why's the where's, why's the fine there? Um, that, that's the thing for me. If you if it's serious enough, this is where I don't get the punishment, uh, the levels of. If it's serious enough, serious enough for you to be basically stopped in playing a competition, and then it's overturned, and there's a minimal fine it seems to be a massive difference. You know, for me, if it was, if they're not guilty, it's one thing, but they, you know, you've gone from being guilty and being kicked out of the competition to being not guilty and carry on. So it seems yeah. like there's middle ground or monetary punishment that is, you know, fit the bill. Yeah. And, and to me as well, I think, yeah, UEFA is just a bit light on it all really, aren't they? And, and I think as well, they, they wanted to probably punish City, but they also look at it as you don't want to upset a team that's potentially, you know, going to win your competition um, and, you know, be in it for you know many other seasons to in the future. So it's kind of a... Well, this is the other side round. of it. This is the other side of it. Just looking at the purely football um, side of things, I think it was... I don't listen to him, you know, for the gospel truth of football, but I heard Danny Mills doing uh. an interview... God. Yeah, and the one thing that came out of it, for football, it would be a loss if City weren't in the competition um, because it's a quality team and they, you know, they should be in the Champions League. But it's, uh, I reckon it's so convoluted what they've done and what, what hasn't been proven or what has been proven. Mm. I just think Wenger's right. It's just, you've got a system there that's just not, being governed and the big teams will always get the best lawyers and find a way out of it. Yeah, I, I don't know why they wouldn't look into saying maybe, I, I don't know, I know, again, might be stupid ideas, but look at something like maybe just literally set, setting a budget that every team has to, can only spend a certain amount as in like every team spends the same amount of money and then it comes down to how clever are you with you know, your, your money that you spend. You could spend it all on one player or you could spend it on five Um are they all like an NFL type draft thing? Something different. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, 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 I quite like the draft system. But I would have just, for me, it's just a break even on your playing squad. You spend 50 million, you've got to sell 50 million. You've got to have the player. Yeah. You've got to have the players, though, right? Otherwise, you've got the smaller clubs have to sell all, all their players to be able to buy one. Well, it depends. I mean, true. We, we're talking, yeah, but obviously, fifty million is just a figure off the top of my head. But I don't know. It's just, again, it's. It, I, I just at the moment, first of all, what were they guilty for? Can anyone actually remember? Isn't it to do with the academies and how they've approached certain and things? Yeah, basically, kids too young, or yeah, I think it's ever so slightly different to just spending more money than 
you know, effectively putting their own oh, money yes, and claiming yeah, yeah. it stuff, yeah. But I, 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 yeah. I thought it was Academy related, but again, nobody quite knows what it no. is because it's so <laughs> deep that it's it's impossible to actually understand it. Yeah, as a yeah. simple yeah, I think, I think we talked about it when the, when the Newcastle takeover was going on, and I, I think we said about you know when it's big, even in not in just football, but big businesses, big money going around. There's obviously a few under you know dodgy stuff going around. Um, anyway, so I think City won't be the only club that do this or have done this, and it won't be the last. It's just how you stop it and can you stop it? And I don't. I think when you've got that amount of money being moved around in football, I don't think you can stop things like this. And then, like I said, going back to Newcastle takeover, they'll, it'll be the similar situation. I'm, I imagine they'll just spend stupid amount of money I think and no restrictions on it, really. The, 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 the way that slowed down that takeover, I'm really doubting that's going to go through. Yeah, I think they yeah, maybe not. Wait, wait and see at the end of the season. Is. But the only thing I would say of like the money coming into different clubs and you know, big money and then automatically having like some success within sort of 10 years. It does make it slightly more interesting, even through the divisions, because you do end up with different clubs sort of having success. Because if it hadn't been like that, there is no way that Man United wouldn't have just kept winning the league for like 10 years. Arsenal probably would have been up there, but you certainly wouldn't have had Chelsea and City, possibly even Liverpool, no. with the way that takeover happened. So it, mm. it has made it, dare I say, a little bit more interesting, as much as I hate the fact yeah, that Yeah, I just think there needs... I just... The... Um... It, 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 it just it needs clarity, needs clarity. But I don't want to turn the pod into a profit and loss account um, show tonight, so we'll, we'll stick to the football. <laughs> Obviously, the relegation picture in my head was becoming a bit clearer, um, but then I looked at the table again. I was looking at the fixtures, and I was scratching my head. Um, yes, we've said goodbye to Norwich. Um, Villa basically won their must-win. Watford and Bournemouth fixes probably look the toughest. I'd probably say West Ham a win away from being safe. And their next game's Watford. So I'll come to you first, Nick, because um, you might be asleep there by now. Um, <laughs> you, I think you called West Ham. I think you called West Ham to stay up last time we spoke. No, I thought they were going to go. You're going down. See, yeah. I, just, I basically gave you a chance to save yourself there. I know. Um, Stay honest. And honest. You've been nice and honest. I mean, West Ham, thirty-four points with Watford, with a better goal difference, three above Bournemouth, and I've got Watford, United, and Villa. So you take the United game out, um, Watford and Villa. I, I think they'll get at least three, maybe four points. Yeah, I think I think they'll beat Watford. Um... Yeah, and yeah, let's say they lose to United. If they can, if they can pull something out against Villa, if they need it by that point, then looks like they might stay safe. It'd be interesting. That's that's probably, I I think Watford. Watford has suddenly slipped into this yeah. hole where I thought they were going to be quite safe, like Brighton after lockdown, and it just suddenly hasn't happened. Um, and they've got to finish. They've got obviously the West Ham game and then City and Arsenal. So City and Arsenal are probably, well, Arsenal are definitely going to still need some points to possibly have an outside chance of Europe. Um, but City is City. So I can only see, I mean, if they're going to get a win, it has to be It's got to West be West Ham. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see it happening. Apparently uh, Antonio knows how to score goals now. So they, 
four of them um, and still haven't picked in my team. Um, but I think a lot of people missed out on that one. Um, JK, your second team, Bournemouth. Yeah, I, I want Watford down. Um, I think it'd be just pure karma for the way that they've dealt with managers and players over the last sort of, you know, 12 months. So I'd quite like Watford to go down. Naturally, I think West Ham would beat Watford. Um, and then I think obviously City and Arsenal beat Watford. So I think Bournemouth will take enough to get themselves out of it. I don't know why. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that, so that's City, serious. The confidence City, boost from yeah, I, I just think even if you know that confidence boost from well, Dominic Solanke scored for God's sake. I mean, it's you know <laughs> talk, talk about players who perform without crowds. Like McGoldrick's never scored for Sheffield United and comes on the scores, and then Solanke scores twice for Bournemouth. So yeah, you never know. But that's that's what I hope will happen. Maybe more rather than what I think will happen. And Corf. Um... What do you make? Obviously, the one we haven't mentioned there is really Villa. Um, they've got Everton next. Now, I actually think they might get a result, Everton, because they looked awful against Wolves. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough, I think, for both Villa and Bournemouth. Um, I mean, obviously, they got, gave themselves a huge chance after the, the weekend results. Um, but I'm not sure. I, don't, I mean... I mean, if we call oh, West Ham, if we if we call West Ham, let's say that we're there safe. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, I think they'll beat Watford. So they'll probably safe, aren't they? Yeah, Watford, Bournemouth, Villa. Now, Watford thirty-four, Bournemouth thirty-one, Villa thirty. So, the problem with Villa is they can't just go. If we get a one win, we're safe. They need six points out of nine, minimum. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they've got win- they have got winnable games. Villa, so their yeah, games are winnable, but. It's if you look at the other fixtures as well, then you could argue Bournemouth games are winnable. You know, they've got Everton, they both got Everton, so could win that. Southampton are playing well, I think that'd be tough for Bournemouth. I don't think it's going to be as easy. Villa, Arsenal, I mean, you just don't know of Arsenal. And then if West Ham are safe, that could be, you know, some points for Villa there. So they're winnable Mm. games, but it's just. Whether there'll be enough by that point, it could be over by then. So yeah, I'm, yeah, not sure. late, I'm not sure. I'm not Bournemouth. I'm not sure if they'll get out. I think Southampton, if they play anything like they have been, should it breeze past Bournemouth. I don't know. To be fair, I haven't watched the highlights of Bournemouth Leicester. Was it all down to the red card, or was that mm. too easy? I think Leicester have just been on a slippery slope, haven't they? They just yeah, massively. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to touch. I was going to touch upon Leicester and just say, are they in danger? Are they the the biggest in danger side to mm. fall out of it completely? Hopefully, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, I think. Well, we were going to speak about the the games later and the next set of games, but they got Sheffield United next. And I think, yeah, they they Leicester are definitely in in trouble of falling out of that top four. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> And Corf, you did the link for me. Um, we'll go there next, actually. Um, so this week's fixtures, obviously we, the FA Cup at the weekend, we will come on to. But what are your standout fixtures? Obviously, West Ham Watford is the one that stands out at the bottom, and it is your good old fashioned six pointer. Um, apart from that, what are the games that sort of stand out for you? I'll come to you first, Corf, because you led me beautifully into that. Yeah, so yeah, just say the Leicester Sheffield United game, I think, because both teams um, still going for Europe. Sheffield United picked mm-hmm. up a, they picked up some form again now and, and getting some results. So I think 
that's going to be a really yeah interesting game. Um, I think Leicester, if they could win that one, then they might just squeeze in. But I just I just think they're not going to. I don't think they're going to make it. I think they. I think Leicester have still got to play Manchester United as well, right? Correct. Yeah, I, I believe. So. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, they need to get something. They need to get at least one win, Leicester. But I think, yeah, I think they could be in trouble. So this is going to be a good game, Leicester Sheffield United. Um, the only saving grace possibly is they're at home. I know it doesn't make too much of a difference at the moment, but um, I think that's got a draw all over that one, and not many goals. Um, just a quick shout for your boys tomorrow, Newcastle away. What do you reckon? Low scoring affair. Uh. Yeah, probably low scoring as we, the way we set up these days. Yeah, I think, well, I think we'll win it, but yeah, it won't be anything too, uh, too fantastic too to watch. <laughs> um, nah. Nick, obviously, we've got Liverpool tomorrow night, so it doesn't really get much easier for us. Um, it's just come at the wrong time after the Derby defeat, or has it come at a good time because it's three big games back to back? And at the end of the day, if we want to be, I don't know, challenging for Europe and Champions League, we've got to be putting up a fight really we do but unless Liverpool have been on the piss for this week I don't mm. really see us doing much against them Can't I think it depends on it depends that they are missing a couple of players um, Milner, Henderson but it's still the front three well against oh, our defence that just yeah that worries me and I, I don't know whether maybe Arteta's thinking at this point scrap the three at the back all our eggs in the FA Cup basket and just see what we can throw at City and maybe give a shit about this game. I don't know. Weirdly enough, I see ourselves having a better chance against City than Liverpool. I don't ask me why. It makes absolutely no sense because out of the two, City are on fire. Um, but um, the FA Cup game at the weekend, Nick, are you similar feeling to Liverpool game? Just whatever now? Or do you think one off before yeah, going to City? Yeah, just get it over with. I, I, I would love it. You know, FA Cup football, anything can happen. But I don't, I don't think so. It's always an interesting one, of course, because it's at Wembley, which is uh, I hate. Um, yeah. But that sort of neutral venue might play a little bit into our hands. But um, I think it would take a real average performance from City and us at our best. Um, and I still think we need to be playing a Bamiang through the middle. As, as good as Lacazette's goal was, he's not done much else. Um, and that seems to still be a problem area, to be honest, because we're not creating too much up top. Um, JK, anyone sticking out for you? I, I, I know I've said that Wolves looked a little bit leggy and then they go and prove me wrong and sort of dismantle Everton. So I'd be intrigued to see how they get on against Burnley. You know, Burnley have got a result in them, haven't they? So that could be a, not an upset, but I could see Burnley maybe taking that one. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, suddenly Sean Dyche is, uh, I mean, if Bernie win that, could they go, I think, seventh? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So if, if they do uh, if they do pinch something, you never know. At the end of the day, if that Bernie team finished top 10, as much as people don't like them, and I think you might be one of them, JK, yeah, I can't you could them, give him a massive, massive amount of credit. Yeah, it's, they, they are frustrating players. Like, Jay Rodriguez turns up for like three games a year, but he scores three worldies and they take nine points. They've just mm. got a couple of those players. So it's almost a shame. They're a classic club that if somebody came and just put a little bit of money in, it would be sort of, you know, your walls all over again. But yeah, I, I feel for Sean Dyche, but it's what it is. Yeah, and Palace away for United on uh, Thursday. 
Yeah, I, I, again, I'll have a little whinge about the fixtures and as much as we played yesterday and then we go play Thursday oh, and play FA Cup. Fixtures. I think yeah. same boat on that. Yeah, it's only because we've got the FA Cup as well and it's a strange... Just well, There's no way we'll play a first team against Chelsea. It just, it just won't happen. So, you know, forget the FA Cup mm. again, really, which is but annoying. Would you, wouldn't you rather... Uh, well, yeah, I know that's, that is the problem. It's the pot of gold with fourth over... A trophy, which is a real shame. The fact we're even discussing it is a uh, yeah. A dare I, yeah, dare I say it, it makes me sort of feel maybe what you boys have felt for the last five six seasons, where you might get to an FA Cup final, might win it, but finishing fourth becomes the real trophy, and it's it's. But I can't deal um, with that. Do you know what? I, I disagree in the fact that winning, oh, a final, winning an FA Cup final is. Awesome. I mean, that Chelsea game we were at, we were underdogs, went there pretty much not thinking we were going to do much and winning it. You don't, you can't, you you can't describe the feeling really because you, you've won from not even given, being given a hope. Um, and okay, coming forth, I think the only time I've really enjoyed coming forth was old Lasagna Gate, the Spurs at West Ham. Um but apart from that, it's not really anything to celebrate for me. And it's not like you can take it back to the stadium. That's how I feel on it. I don't know, Corf, Nick, what do you think on the whole fourth place for the FA Cup? Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, always rather win a trophy. You know, that's that's what people talk about in the next season, isn't it? You don't talk about coming fourth. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, Champions League, I can't see my team that. can't go for both. Oh, that's what I'm yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you are you're playing Sunday, aren't you, J.K.? Yeah, it's more as in obviously. I mean, we've got like a first eleven that's pretty good, but then you see last night when you bring on McTominay, the squad. Fred, it's the, the we've got loads of players, but they're nowhere near that level. So I just can't see Solskjaer risking. You know, we're going to get beaten by a City get to the final anyway. So I'm, I'm, we're more likely to play our first team in the Premier League and Europa League. As a way of yeah. quali- so, I, I think champ- yeah. we lose so much money on the topic of money if we don't qualify for the Champions League. The FA Cup almost yes. plays third fiddle. So, yeah, yes, I think, um, yeah, the, the the money aspect on things, unfortunately, is always greater in the Champions League. I just, it's one thing qualifying the Champions League and and yeah. having a stab at it. But if you qualify and know you're nowhere near the quality and you get gumped out yeah. in the group or the last 16, I don't really see that as a positive influence on the season, personally. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather win an FA Cup and actually have no Europe and go, right, we're Saturday upon Saturday, you've got no excuses, we've got a season to basically qualify for Europe. And then if they don't do it, you can say, you're shit. <laughs> Moving on to, um, obviously, we've got this week's fixtures and we've got to make a few fancy changes. Um, Corfs had the <laughs> enviable task of trying to sort our team out. We didn't have too bad a week last week, but I think your, your brother deserves a shout out, Dave, who's been at the top since lockdown after his crazy, we called it crazy at the time, his, I think it was a double match day for a couple of teams in the first week. And he basically filled his side and hasn't looked back since. So um, pass on, um, pass on our best, your brother Corf. I'm sure he'll be listening this week. Um, what have we changed, Corf? Because we've we've only done it recently today. 
Uh, we have, yeah, we have. <laughs> so we haven't actually changed our team as I missed the deadline. Um, wah, but, wah. We, <laughs> but we have changed our captain, which, um, so Jace has been giving it the big one for the last few weeks. Unfortunately, he's been on it, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been suggesting captains um, and majority of us went against his choice. Sorry, Jace. Um, so now I've given him the task of being our captain selector. So he's gone for uh, Pulisic this week. Um, oh, good. He's having a stinker. Good. Good choice, Is he? Jace. Yeah, absolutely yeah. stinker. Yeah. Is it still <laughs> nil-nil in that one, JK? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, I've gone for Willian as captain in my personal team, but um... yeah. So we got we got our triple captain to play um, still. So we'll, we'll probably have to get that out to save us maybe for the last couple of games. Yes. Um, we'll look out. I think, I think we're gonna have to wait for a team that we know they're on the beach playing a city or someone of the like, and hopefully we can get a seventy-point Kevin De Bruyne or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what we've got. We can always hope. We can always hope. Um... <laughs> And then suddenly we'll be end of the season and onto the Champions League and Europa League. See what I did there? Um, the draws came out this week. Um, Champions League particularly interesting as it's so lopsided. Um, obviously, you boys know I've already lumped on Atalanta with the form they're in. Um, Korf, obviously with that draw, um, probably well a possible outside in the final. What, who do you see as sort of the final pairing? I know it's early to call with a few matches still to play and I think the, the quarters, uh, sorry, the uh, last 16, but what, what what do you make of it? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, I still, I don't think you can look, you look past the favourites too much, to be fair, even now. Um, I think, I think Atletico could make the final, potentially. Um I think Atletico is the team that Atalanta, Atalanta wouldn't want to play. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like they're in the semi-finals already. I mean, PSG, I just think, will be undercooked. That's my only uh, reason for sort of fancying it. I think Atletico, if they get through to a semi, I'd rather them play Leipzig than Atletico because you know what Simeone is like. He'll, he'll stuff it up and they suddenly won't be able to score a goal. So... I mean, the other side of the draw, it's interesting because the favourites will be knocking each other out. So, I mean, Nick, I don't know if you've seen too much of the draw, but what do you make of it? Yeah, I think like Corfe, you know, it's hard to see a way past the favourites. I'm looking at that City-Real Madrid game would be really interesting. Um, well, Real Madrid have been on fire, uh, but so have City. So that would be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Um, I think JK made a good point on that one. We we spoke about the Madrid-Man City game the other day and it's almost like they see Man City strolling through to the next round because Madrid's, well, I think 30 or 35 to 1 to win the tournament. And at that time, Atalanta were even 16 to 1. So they almost see Man City having a cakewalk against Real Madrid where, I hate to say it, Real Madrid actually look quite solid at the moment without being spectacular. Yeah, they've got yeah, like, yeah. Been good. yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, going back to you, Nick. So yeah, you you fancy? I mean, I, I say you know I've, I've got Atalanta each way, so I just need them to get to a final. Um, but it's obviously the other side of the draw. Do you think it would be? Yeah, you know, obviously you're probably going to have Barcelona v Bayern. Yeah, and one of Madrid and City against. I'd probably say Juventus. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. So. 
out of those four or five? I think Bayern will probably get there. It, we, the, the problem is they, they were flying and they've had the break when they didn't want to break. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, interesting that side. JK, mm. is he on the fence as well? Yeah, I, I just think that there was a little story on um, David Silver in the week. And actually, it, it pains me to say, and I really don't want it to happen, but if anyone mm. almost deserves to sort of disappear off to America or you know, Middle East, it probably is David Silver on his way with the Champions League trophy. So I wouldn't begrudge him that, but I can't see past Well, Bayern. David Luiz take up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you, I, you could see it though, couldn't you? City, you could see City just winning it and then saying like two fingers up to UEFA kind of thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you see, could happen. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I hope not. It's, but, yeah. but I think it's. I mean, it's an interesting draw. Um, and you know, nobody's saying Leipzig when actually they're one of the form sides. Um, we were talking about a few weeks ago, but again, I just think I just think with them they don't have Werner, so they're a completely different outfit without Werner now because he's not going to play for them in Champions League. So mm. he isn't. He not isn't. As effective. And I think that that pretty much cuts them out. And then Atletico, if they get a sniff of a final, um, they're going to be tough to beat as well. So yeah. we shall keep posted on that are one. We, I think are, we seven... fully, um, are we fully writing off PSG? Yeah. I am. Yeah. I think I'm just so. going to come into it and, you know, it will prove us all wrong when the first game comes back and Atalanta, you know, lose 5-0 against PSG. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's that's why I brought it up. I, I, think, I yeah, up my betting slip. I just think Aslan's at the moment, they should have beaten Juve. I think Juve are better than Paris Saint-Germain. They'll be nicely actually flowing into this after the league finishes in Italy. And they just, they press everyone and just score goals for fun. So I'm, I'm just hoping they can just continue that and just catch them cold. But if you have got Neymar and Mbappe and others... Um, coming back and fully fit and fresh you never know but yes I am writing them off purely for my own financial gain <laughs> uh, responsibly. Um, moving on to the um, do you know what I'm call it UEFA Cup because I just prefer to call it the UEFA Cup even though it's nothing like that anymore um, UEFA John your lot have got mm. quite an easy ish draw in that yeah it's probably the path that we would have um, hand picked so yeah really pleased with that I mean it's, we're going to end up if we get all the way through playing Inter or Roma I think so or Wolves so yeah tough tough games but um, I'd back us to go and win that rather than um, finishing fourth right now yeah and, and again this is my question of would you if it all fell apart in the league mm. and you came sixth or seventh it wouldn't be you know would it not be a sweeter feeling to win a tournament yeah yeah and actually I think the tournament itself is actually I know this has been like it for a few years now where you qualify for the Champions League but it does make it more interesting for like Rangers fans or you know the, like Hitafe in Spain oh, like, to, to actually give it a proper go rather than just shoving the kids out so when um, you also get you also get a tastier mm. draw at the back end of the tournament because you do get quite a few rogue sides getting there and I'm looking at it now mm. and you've got Wolfsburg Shakhtar didn't it? I mean you look at them and from from them being in the Champions League to Europa mm-hmm. a lot of I'd probably say eight or ten of those sides have probably been in the Champions League in the last four yeah. or five years yeah you know you say but they've got Sevilla yeah yeah, exactly. yeah there's uh, dangerous teams in there 
And you know, nothing would surprise me if we end up playing Gerard's Rangers or something stupid like that, and he tries to put one over on us. So yeah, I don't give them a cat and chance of getting through against Leverkusen. Oh yeah, no, neither do I. But nothing surprises me anymore. There's so many strange uh, results without fans. It's um, yeah. yeah I mean, I'd be backing probably. Inter suddenly hit a crap patch, and I, I for that tournament. Do you know what? I'd probably say Sevilla are my dark horses that aren't so dark. Yeah, they love that tournament, don't they? Yeah. Corf, what did you make of the Open draw? And does anyone stick out for you? Um, couldn't care less, to be honest. No, um, no it's one of those. It's... <laughs> you miss it, though. You miss it, though, don't you? Not really. Yeah. Um, it's one of those when it gets to the later stages, it, it becomes quite interesting. Yeah, like I think. Uh, yeah, Inter Milan obviously stand out. I, I was just thinking as you're just chatting then about United and you know if it all goes wrong in the league. But I was just if if United want to get back to being like you know what they were, is why aren't they just you know go to get? I can't see why they can't go top four FA Cup Europa League, win them all. Like you know what I mean, win that, win both those cups uh, and the get squad's the not good enough. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah but why? This is what I don't understand with any teams. Like, I don't understand this whole the squad's not good. They their eleven is good enough. They don't need. They can just rotate a few players and. And. Keeping us hanging there. Hello. Well, cool. So excited, falling off the sofa. Um, <laughs> we'll take it on from there. Go and cool down. Get a drink. Um, relax. Um. Yeah, oh, the squad depth for me um, is yeah. the issue. Um, yeah. And it, in a great world, you'd have four or five yeah. world-class on the bench, but unfortunately, Do you, you know, don't. I was, the other thing I was going to say on squad depth is it's even more amazing that Liverpool managed to win the Champions League and Premier League because their first 11 is brilliant. And then they've got very, Scratchy. very little behind it. Yeah, it's amazing what Klopp can mm. do. But that's why I think the managers play a big part as well. There's no way that Arteta, Solskjaer, Lampard can get enough out of those average players without being more experienced and sort of seasoned managers. It'll come, but that's why yeah, the Klopps yeah. and Peps and that get the best from, not not the rest, but you know what I mean? Well, it took him a yeah, long time as well, didn't it, Klopp? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, yeah. In the time, he's, he's, he's built up relationships with all those players, like, mm. lots of problems. Yeah. And yeah, and Nick, obviously, I'll come to you on it. I mean, you, you had a little look at it, and mm. he's quite a strong um, final, um, you know, final sixteen there. Um, who do you fancy, or who do you think will? I mean, apart from the obvious United and Inter, have you got anyone that might have a? I think the German, some of the German sides are quite interesting there. Yeah, you know, if, if Frankfurt can get back that form that they showed earlier like they they could have a shout um i don't know though like it just depends what else is going on around the club like maybe with Sevilla as well like i i like them as as you guys said earlier they they like this competition um, they're used to it so they've well they've they've, they've won probably for three or four the last eight yeah it's they're, they're like that yeah they're a good side they're used to the cup um I did, but looking at you know they're outsiders to me. I think I think it mm. could be you know into maybe United. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with you. I think uh, from there we'll move on to the final part of the pod. Our ultimate 
Premier League five-a-side teams. Now, last week we had our English sides. This week we're picking out our top five-a-side French team. Um, I'll come to you first, JK. Mm. Okay. This was actually quite tough because I thought there'd be more options than I actually ended up with. Yeah, I, I tried to sort of, yeah, have a look at who who was French and who played the pro, but also pick saying maybe that I enjoyed watching rather than necessarily just the, the obvious choices. But I, I found it really yeah. difficult with the goalkeeper, so I went Larice in goal. Uh, so Ugh, I've just got some... I refuse to go him. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry. I've just got some bad memories of uh, Fabian Barta, so yeah, I couldn't stick him in. <laughs> um, I've gone for Marcel Dessay at centre back just because he was absolutely solid, and I can't see much yeah, going past yeah. with five side. I've then gone for a little bit rogue, and I think you'll all just maybe laugh a little bit. Yuri Jokaev, I went for as kind of that attacking midfielder, just in that sort of that bolster uh, side. It was just good fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've then just complimented him with just a technical Pogba, and then just yeah. because of yeah. just again to. You know, trying not to pick um, the obvious one. I've gone with the Nelka up top, just for the amount of you know different teams he played for in the Prem and how many goals yes. he got. Terrible attitude. Terrible attitude. Okay, um, <laughs> I think we're going to have a few different ones this week, which is going to be quite interesting. Uh, Nick, who have you got? Uh, so start exactly the same as JK at the back, and I've actually put Larice in, and yes. that's mainly because I saw that you had Bartos and who else is there. Um, so Lloris and then Did you find that amazing of all the years we've watched the Premier League yeah we're literally between two French goalkeepers and both an average at best <laughs> oh of course oh Christmas in goal then Desai in front of him because then yeah. Lloris didn't really have to do anything yeah um, yeah I've then basically all my memories of French Premier League players, basically all of them played for Arsenal. So yeah. I've gone an Arsenal attack with Vieira sitting at the bottom of it. So Vieira, then cheeky little Samir Nasri in there. No, um, and then the obvious choice, Thierry Henry up top. Okay. That's, yeah, I mean, good side. Good side. Um, Vieira, Nasri... Nasri's okay. That was an injury because he's a horrible little shit. Okay, good player. He is a horrible little shit. Um, he was a great player. Okay. And just something different as well. I wasn't going to put Ginella in there, which I'm sure Corf has. Um, <laughs> well, next we come to the the man, the main man. He's back. Corf. I'm back. Um, Corf. So I went. Di- I went different in goal. No, I didn't really. Wait I went for Obvious choice. Yep. Losing goal, obvious choice. Um, at the back, yeah. uh, to keep it solid, I've gone for Distan. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you say solid uh, or open and rubber? Uh, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I haven't said Distan in the same sentence for a long time. Good start, maybe, for some. You're upset him, he's gone again. He's gone again. Just got Larice and Distan in the five side team. So, of course, <laughs> we'll, we'll wait for him to come. I've gone for a slightly different route in mine. Um, I've gone Bartes because in five side, Bartes wasn't a bad little shot stop. So, I've gone for Bartes. And I've gone for instead of a traditional centre back, I've gone for some more sort of 
reading the play with Makalele. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually then gone with Cantona. Mm-hmm. Middle. I think he's got the pace at five aside. Um, uh, if he can sit... The thing is, he can... He can sit there because if McAlady's doing all the work behind him mm. and then he's got Perez running off him and then Henri up and down, best finisher I've ever seen. Yeah, it has to be Henri up top. Let's face it, doesn't it? Um, but interesting because that really mixes it up. Um, I take it course, not back. Hello, so yes. we'll have to... Um... I, I, um, I am here, left. but I don't even hear me. You, you, you're back. Yeah, we got you. So, well, you left us with Distan, on Distan. Yeah, and Sylvester. Well, I don't need anyone else. got Distan in there. Uh, <laughs> Distan. <laughs> I got Ginola. 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 And then I went yeah. for Ingolo Canto and uh, Terry Henry up front. Yeah. Fair. So, okay. Just the one Arsenal player, but just the one Spurs player. Well, actually, Ginola as well. So, I thought you'd find a way to. I didn't look at yeah. I didn't look into like what teams they played for. There's no bias against teams. Just went for like the good players. I didn't think you'd have any bias there. Um, What we're going to do, and we'll do it slightly earlier because I cocked up last week. We will get these teams on Twitter or um, social media. Man, will that is Corf. He will get on Twitter and we will post those out and whoever wins will get a yay and a well done next week. But um, weirdly enough, that hour's flown by and we're at the end. So thanks, folks. You're welcome. Um, enjoy football this week and uh, enjoy a beer and uh, we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye, guys. Cheers. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm not going to